I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from That Film's Due, and this is our latest episode where we look at some of the most recent news stories from the world of film and television. In today's show, the trailer for Deadpool 3 shows us that he might be the one to save the MCU. Or maybe it's the Fantastic Four that will save it, as the main cast has officially been announced. The next Jurassic movie um, has a new director. That was quick. Um, We have our new Karate Kid. And could Nicolas Cage return as a live-action Spider-Man Noah? Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. So, Jason, how about you kick things off? What is our first movie topic? Well, I think we obviously need to start with the Super Bowl and everything that went with it. No, not at all. Um, the, the the one thing that came out of the Super Bowl that I think we were interested in, first trailer for Deadpool 3, um, it dropped, it revealed Wolverine's return. I mean, obviously we knew about it, but, you know, we got that glimpse of a silhouette, a new title, Deadpool and Wolverine, um, and the TBA. They're back, you know. First seen in, well, only seen in Loki. Deadpool is Marvel Jesus. What do you think? Oh, mate, I I love this trailer. It was great. And the fact that they held off, for the most part, from showing Wolverine. Mm. We got his shadow when uh, Deadpool was on the ground, which was great. We do see Wolverine shown briefly in the white jacket, reportedly Patch. Remember when he went in disguise in the comics and he wore an eye patch and nobody knew who he was and he was this character named Patch? That old trick, eh? (laughs) Apparently, that's not going to be Hugh Jackman. There's rumours that there's going to be different Wolverines that aren't necessarily Hugh Jackman. That could be Marvel testing the waters and just seeing how audiences would react to i mean that could be somebody like i don't know daniel radcliffe as patch who knows what they're going to do but just sticking to the facts this was a great trailer it starts with the fox x-men characters from the deadpool films colossus is there pyro is back and i watched the trailer a couple of times and missed that it was the same actor, and it was Pyro oh, from those X Men movies. It looks so different. He's grown up. He's 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 grown. He's grown into a into a man. But this unrecognizable oh, until yes. the internet told me otherwise, and I was like, and, and that's the same actor. Do you know what? And it's, it's cool. Great. I'd said to back. people, I had no idea it was Pyro, and people just went, "Yeah, I know." I'm like, really? Yeah, man. Honestly, a couple of people said to me, "Yeah, I knew who that was." I've seen those X Men films. Lots of times, probably more than most films. <laughs> I watched them a lot. Did not pick. It was not not just the character, but the original actor back. But anyway, not I feel either. like that is maybe people are lying. Who knows? But I feel like that is just the tip of the iceberg. We, we already know Jennifer Garner is back as a lecturer, and if they if they bring back 
Ben Affleck and stuff him into that red leather. <laughs> we get him as Daredevil again. I will lose my shit. But anyway, what we just stick it to what we get. They'll have to use a body double and then just. I know, I know. Yeah, especially if he's got all that Batman muscle. Absolutely. But yeah. um, yeah, man, I I loved the trailer. I loved everything about it. I just really like the fact that you know Super Bowl. They know they're going to get like the biggest audience, and they didn't show us everything. They're able to show a little bit. It was get people excited. It was really reserved, which which I which I like. Like, cause how tempting would it be to just be like, let's show Deadpool and Wolverine, you know, like biffing and doing things and the banter and yada yada. But it's like, you know what? Now I'm still in the in the you know the mindset of like, cool. I get to look forward to that. You know, we've seen you know like uh, production shots or you know whatever you know leaked or or not leaked, whatever. Yeah, it's, I think just well played, well played. And, you know, people have been talking about potentially what the concept of this movie is, the synopsis, the plot, the the basic premise. You know, it's going to be a transition between Fox to Disney. This trailer teases that without without doing too much. Like, it, it's, it's telling us that, yeah, we are going to be doing, we are going to be addressing the fact that, you know, Deadpool's going to be going from, Fox to, to Disney and there's going to be some sort of kerfuffle. The TVA plays a plays a role in that. We get to see, you know, like Wade looking at screens with basically the Marvel Cinematic Universe on it. Like they, they're going to be having some crazy fun times with this. This movie might end up being more like an actual multiverse of madness than what we actually got in <laughs> Doctor Strange, <laughs> multiverse of madness. It looks fun. I think what they've shown us gives us a basic idea sort of what we expected but sort of just like saying yes we are doing this get excited but again just not showing too much it's great and they kept it deadpool focused as well which is yeah i mean they've literally put wolverine in the title but that's the right move to have it be a deadpool focused trailer because this is still deadpool 3 i'm excited for this it's like this trailer is like, look, this is Deadpool 3. We've got Deadpool supporting casts here and we're following Wade doing stuff. And then by the end of it, it's like, here is Wolverine. Boom. Deadpool and Wolverine. Like it's yeah. it's like the trailer transitions into into what this is, which is a Deadpool and Wolverine movie. So it and does. look, I expect they will stuff it up in the next like, trailer or two, <laughs> and we'll get stay away. I'm watching no more trailers. Are who am I kidding? <laughs> Watch hard, all of them. Yeah, because like, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be spoiled. But at the same time, with this movie in particular, I want to see it. I want to see everything. You know what is noticeable is that at first I thought when we first see Deadpool is or when we first see Wade is wearing the wig. And I thought that's what was making Wade look a little bit different. And then even when it gets the wig pulled off, Deadpool, that the, the the makeup, it looks more like Ryan Reynolds than he does in the other two films. It's yeah. like they've not gone as heavy. So I think what's gonna, you know, people are asking the question, like, what's gonna happen? Like it's no longer, you know, a Fox Deadpool movie. This is gonna be a Disney. Deadpool movie. That's the first thing that I've noticed that they've not made Wade look like, as ugly as those first two films. 
it's it, it, like there'll probably be a joke about like his face has been Disneyfied or something. Yeah, may, maybe, but he just looks like the that the scarring is a lot thinner, and you can and yeah, they, you know, Reynolds does have a square jawline. Wade Wilson doesn't because he's in, under all those prosthetics in those first two films. Whereas you could see Ryan Reynolds underneath the makeup more in this. I'm just going by the trailer, but anyway, that's I noticed it didn't go as heavy on the scarring. And look, you know, I'm so in, I'm so enticed with like you know where we where we sort of meet you know this this new faced wigged you know Wade like what sort of happened is the is all the stuff he did all these shenanigans at the end of Deadpool two where he like jumped around time and did bits and pieces is that now why the TVA are there is oh, the fact that he has this yeah. sort of happy ending um, you know like moment at his birthday like a result of all the stuff he manipulated and just made everything really good. Uh, and that's why he's in trouble. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that there is that connective stuff and they haven't just abandoned that and left it as a, as a gag because it, it all makes sense. Like, yeah, it was a great ending. Deadpool 2. It would be good to carry, carry that over. Anyway, we've got more Marvel films to talk about. Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Ebon Moss Backrack and Joseph Quinn are officially the Fantastic Four. Marvel's first family arrives in cinemas July 25th, 2025. We've known for the longest time. Pedro Pascal, Mr. Fantastic. I have been fancasting for years. Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. It has happened. It has happened. The other two guys I didn't see coming. Joseph Quinn. I've only seen him in Stranger Things where he was excellent, but it just seems like this guy is blowing up. He's in the new A Quiet Day prequel, and then you've got... Oh, yeah, he's in that. And then you've got Eber Moss, Backrack, The Bear. You know, that show is getting rave reviews. So these four making up the Fantastic Four seem, well, fantastic. I'm really, <laughs> really excited. And the the way that they announced their casting with the original artwork of them in costumes that could be close to, if not the same as what they were wearing in the movie, where it looks more stitched. They've got the four logos squarely on their chest, which we didn't get in those Tim Story movies, although I do like them films and I do like those costume designs. This looks a lot more classic. And when you think... Fantastic Four, you think Silver Age, the 60s, and fans are speculating that this movie will take place in the 60s, specifically 1963, because the magazine that the thing is holding looks like a magazine from that year. Yeah, definitely. Like there's there's a lot to there's a lot to sort of dissect and take from from that artwork. Like and I don't think any of that was unintentional, which is which is great. Um, I'll come back to the I'll come back to the image art and all of that. The with the cast, like it was probably about a week before it was officially announced, so like a week before Valentine's Day, and started to hear these names, like these names that were there. Obviously, we knew about Pedro Pascal, but it was still sort of like, ah, oh, look, we've seen a roster of names before, and yeah, you know, like nothing's obviously stuck, and we we don't know for sure. But these names were actually they just kept popping up, and I'm like. Oh, like they would be fantastic if it was like hearing the, you know, the guy from the bear, you know, old, old cousin and bloody, yeah, Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. I was like, you know, they would be really good fears. Like, holy shit. 
when they were announced, I was like, bang on. There we go. We've got it. And I, I'm glad these are the other ones. Not in a million years would I have picked their names out of a hat and then been like, they would be a good choice. But I love them. I love these choices. Um, yeah, me too. Like, I mean, obviously, I do need to see more of, of Joseph Quinn because obviously we're just basing it off Stranger Things. But look, liked him in that. Like, he was great. So, but, and, Ebon Moss Backrack. Turns out I've actually seen him in multiple other things because I, I looked more into him. But yeah, his his performance in the Bear, like he is a standout. I mean, they're all fantastic in that show. What? Who am I kidding? But he's great, and I think as a as a Ben Grimm, like just yeah, like what a great choice. Just a fantastic. Oh, that you know, that word. That's he's, he's, honestly, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not to say it. Yeah, because it is. It really is. No, what's worth um, noting, Ebon Moss Backrack is Jewish. Ben Grimm, also Jewish. This will be the first yeah. time in live action a Jewish actor has portrayed a Jewish superhero. So there you go. That's pretty and cool. Look, you know what? That's, that's, that's good. That's <laughs> good. So, you know, uh, third third round, or I guess fourth even, if uh, you count the... You've got to count Roger oh, Corman. You can't not count it. That one? <laughs> um, look, yeah, Vanessa Kirby as well, of course. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, looks the part. <laughs> She right. absolutely like, does. She does, and yeah. she's really fun. And and we can we've seen her do action and stuff like that. Like so, I think the casting all round. Like I think we've got something special here. When it comes to the artwork, and it's like this hint that it's like we're gonna get this '60s setting. Hopefully, these old school kind of outfits. Whether the whole movie set in the sixties, I don't know. Maybe they start in the sixties. Something happens. They then appear. You know, Captain America style. <laughs> they. That's it, man. That movie in the modern times. That's. I mean, cool. there was that hint in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, where it's like uh, Fantastic Four. Like, wait, you guys, something went. I don't know. Went it disappeared or something. In the disappeared. 60s, yeah, I've, I've been thinking that. I want to be talking to people saying that. Yeah, mm. the the Captain America approach, having him frozen in ice for decades, and then here he is in the present day. Fantastic Four, like what's famous from the comics is the negative zone where time moves yeah. slower. So they could get trapped there. And then whether it's the end Absolutely. of the movie or but I do but like I the having... idea of because they do they fit the era. They really and again, yeah. I mean most of the more popular Marvel characters were created in the sixties, but something about the Fantastic Four just feels of that time. So I love that that seems to be the, the approach that they're having. Definitely. But let them be heroes that people forget about. And then... And if you think about, if you think yeah. about like, how do you make these characters... Because, look, the MCU has grown so much. There's, like, you go to a corner and there's a someone with superpowers. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, how do you make these four stand out as something special, as something fantastic... Um, what differentiates them from the rest of the mob that are that are out there? Have them be out of time. Have them have these sensibilities from a very different decade and time. Um, you know, the world was such a different place in the '60s. So, like, I would rather than just have them just be, you know, like your just your modern, you know, just run the have them have these like weird quirks from the '60s where like just a lot of the the things clash with our modern heroes like there's an interesting aspect there already there um, really is yeah. you well, have all the costumes and stuff if they they could even go crazy like they could be out of time but also maybe they are from a different like 
a different universe as well. Maybe. Like, oh, maybe man, there's, is, there's so many. Like the Incredibles, right? Like yeah. people have said the best Fantastic Four movie is not about the Fantastic Four. And in that world, it was like a, almost like a tomorrow, like a the world of tomorrow kind of vibe to the, the universe. Everything was like retro tech, futuristic. Maybe they come from a world that's like that. And, uh, and that maybe works. that's that work. but if you get too crazy, but. If you look at that image on the bottom left, there's Herbie, who is the robot sidekick of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> and I can't remember the exact reason behind it happening. I think it was it was it the 70s or 80s, but there was a Fantastic Four car there was a Fantastic Four cartoon. It was three of them because Johnny Storm wasn't in it. And instead of Johnny Storm, they had this Herbie robot. Weird. I watched it as a kid. I can't remember why Human Torch wasn't in it. Maybe at the same time, he was in that Spider-Man cartoon with Firestar. Oh, no, that wasn't him. That was Iceman from X-Men. I'm getting them mixed up. But point being, though, there was a Fantastic Four cartoon without the Human Torch, and that's where we got Herbie, this computer that they chose to include in the artwork, which fits in what you're saying with like this like this alternate world like the, the Incredibles, where it's in the 60s, but out of time. I don't know. It's, I'm excited. Or it could just be something Reed Richards created, like, you know. Just yeah, like... no. That, well, I guess, well, he always has been that. I was like, that's what's going to... Yeah. It's, it's exciting, man. It is really exciting. But it's worth noting that Valentine's Day, Sony, in association with Marvel, they go, here it is. Here's our Madam Web movie. And the internet was <laughs> shitting all over Madam Web. And that very same Valentine's Day, Marvel Studios went, here it is. The Fantastic Four. <laughs> it just, I mean, was that planned? <laughs> Quick, don't look over there. I mean... Look over here. <laughs> We've got artwork. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. And everyone <laughs> was excited about Marvel again. We've got Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, but we've got Fantastic Four. Ah, <laughs> so, oh, it's nuts. All right. Well, speaking of things, you know, going head to head around the same time, July 2025 is obviously going to be pretty busy. Obviously, Fantastic Four is uh, plotted themselves there. But there's that, you know, there's that very rapidly coming uh, Jurassic World movie or Jurassic 7, whatever you want to refer to it as. Now, we spoke about this our, on our last movie news show where we talked about you know the director attached uh david leach um i had some concerns but also some excitement a little bit of whatever but you know with the combination of david kept coming back to write you know original writer of the first two films things were looking good david leach is uh, now out of the picture um so okay cool scrambling to find a new director who have they got? The creator and Rogue One director Gareth Edwards um, is is set to helm this new film with this premiere release. That'd be that'd be racing July second, twenty twenty five. Bear in mind, there's a there's a small little Superman movie coming out that same month as well. So July, wow, man, Whoa, that's, will be that's a good point. So we've um, lost a director, gained a director. David Kep's gone nowhere, and hopefully he stays. <laughs> David <laughs> so needs to, to he, stay. He's no still what. squirreling away in the background, working on the script. So that's okay. So that's yeah, still that's, all, that's all happening. We're going to keep hand. them on track. Keep Mate. them on track. But 
Gareth Edwards, yeah, from Godzilla to Rogue One to the Creator. You know, he's he's a talent. He's got an eye for detail. He can do FX movies. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. But then I also did like the last director too. But we'll have to see what we get with this one. (laughs) My stance on on Gareth Edwards, right? Like, oh, and you know, out of the four movies he's directed, also throw in uh, is it the Monsters or Monsters or Monster? Maybe actually. Another, much like the creator, like a, a small, inexpensive movie looks more expensive than it is. Um, but my go-to is when he did that first Godzilla movie. Now, I've sort of shat on the on the future, you know, the, the, the Godzilla films that have come after because they're just, they're just wacky. And look, they've got their own little appeal. But that first film had this certain quality to it. And I remember when I was first watching it and there were there were certain shots and it was clear and he's he's come out and said this since that like steven spielberg is one of his many many influences um but one of the key ones for him even wanting to do film and he holds jurassic park as a high in very high regards but you watch that first jurassic movie and there's these like visual um sort of callbacks to that first jurassic park movie you know like Uh, someone wiping you know fog off a window um you know just just Little things like that or like a way a helicopter lands or, or something. I know. I'm very nerdy when it comes to this. But I remember That's watching cool, that. Man. It's oh, a, you know, yeah. You know, planes coming through like, you know, lush green mountains and it's just the way things are happening. So I, when I was watching that, I remember thinking, man, this whoever's directed this, and obviously like wasn't too familiar with Gareth Edwards at the time, but I was like, this guy is clearly influenced by Jurassic Park. It's a good shout, um, actually. I, I was thinking then, more... Rogue One, the creator, but yeah, and I did say myself, Godzilla, but that's, yeah, you but can even, draw the line how from Jurassic he, Park to that, yeah. Even how he framed that whole, um, you know, that first Godzilla film, the the using the suspense, the, sh- the, the showing less before you get, I mean, obviously the movie, you know, the second half of the movie is a bit more like, the Godzilla's And you get, you get the payoff, the but, it was, but yeah. it was people but on the ground. Way. And that's what yeah. Jurassic Park is as well. Oh my god! Do you know what? This is great, man. This I think is it's perfect. It really is. Yeah. You know, last it's time really we're going. Good. You know, we've got the director of Deadpool two and Bullet Train. Yeah, like, but no, no, no. He can yeah. bring a lot of fun to it. <laughs> and I'm sure he did. I'm he's, sure he's, he's fine. been more of an action guy. But I'm sure he could do it. This guy is. Yeah, like, man. I, I can. I can see it. Do you know? With the new. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm glad with the new Godzilla Kong movie coming out. I am doing a rewatch. I, I have literally like last I, week. I, I, I just don't give a shit. Last week <laughs> rewatched. Um, what I want to tell you anyway. Oh, you talk about the movies. Last week I did a rewatch of Godzilla. So it's really fresh in my mind. And then Kong Skull Island. I really like that movie. And obviously it's a completely different thing to what they were doing in that first Godzilla movie, but then watching Godzilla two and you're like, Oh, this is really a lot more wacky, even than what we got in Kong. And I'm currently at hit pause because we're obviously recording tonight. I hit pause, but I'm currently watching Godzilla versus Kong. And it's like, what is happening? What the hell is oh, happening? This is ridiculous. And then I've seen a poster for the new one and Kong's wearing a big robotic glove. Like, 
what is happening anyway it's not like a yeah he's not like an infinity goal i don't know what's happening there it's like jesus weird man but and they're like are they racing they got like this flash dance it's <laughs> weird man it's, it reminds me of like rocky and apollo training on the beach it's like what is going on <laughs> uh, i'm curious i'm curious but, but you're know, I mean, watching watching all four of them with not much time in between it's it's a weird experience like they and I need to finish Monarch. Anyway, there's lots to get through. We've acknowledged Carol Edwards, his back catalogue, is directing a new Jurassic World film. All very, he's the, he's all very the guy. exciting. He's the, guy. the the only, I mean, look, just to be as pessimistic as possible, the concern still is, hey, look, they've got about, I think about 15, 16 months or something to get this, to get this sorted. How much... You know how much influence creatively is is Gareth Edwards going to have on this in on this movie, besides what he can bring whilst he's in the director's chair. Like he's not, he's not really going to be part of the development and stuff because I think that stuff's already had to have happened, unless I don't know if they do push this out, which maybe won't be a bad thing. Like, but who knows? Either way, I I trust this guy to just give me some really nerdy movie, you know things <laughs> yeah no me too but it, yes i'm with you like even if they were to push it out want to give them more time with him coming on to new director all the competition like what a busy month <laughs> like why why do that to yourself or but i don't know you know maybe they we can do like just think about it like fantastic like jurassic fantastic four superman i mean I'll see all three. I'm sure there'll be others that will be doing the same thing. Hey, Whatever. I'll, I'll watch Let's... them all. But it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fine. I can have days in between watching them. Days, weeks, whatever. I'm thinking about the studios and their box office. That's what I, mm. <laughs> they're the ones I'm worried for. It putting too much out there at the same time. And it's not like a Barbenheimer thing. Like this is the same sort of audience for. Well, that's it. Fans, but, mm. Well, we've had the first Borderlands movie trailer. The film, based on the popular video game series, has been long in the works, and we've had character posters, we've had the first trailer, and surprising you not at all, I've never played the game <laughs> Borderlands. I don't, I don't think I've played Borderlands. There's a game right. that I've, like, I tried once, but I don't think it was Borderlands. Borderlands so I'm watching... Nah, nah, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Well, like me then, I'm watching the trailer. Look at this new IP. <laughs> like it's completely new to me. Kate Blanchett with red hair, Jack Black as a robot, Kevin Hart's in this. He's like, what is going on? It's it it kind of looks and feels like Guardians of the Galaxy, but those movies have stopped now, so that's okay, I guess. Lionsgate are gonna do their own thing. Eli Roth is directing this. This looks like nothing else that I've seen from him. Yeah, I did. Yeah, this, it, it, it seems like a so weird. Right. It seems like a strange thing for Eli Roth, but you know, it's it's fine. I'm, I think, like watching this trailer, like you, you bang on with the Guardians um, of the Galaxy vibe, like the music and stuff as well, like the the banter between the characters, the ragtag team element of it all, the colors, the tone. Like, yeah, it's it's all there. This is very James Gunn feeling, um, but also like. There's a there's a frantic nature to everything that's going on. I'm I'm watching this, and the the thoughts I was having at the start were the same thoughts I had when I 
first saw the you know the, the first trailer for Dungeons and Dragons, um, Thieves on whatever the hell that movie was called, Thieves Honor, something like that, whatever. Honor, where I love Thieves. It. I love Honor Among Thieves. Well, like I watched that trailer and went, "Wow, that movie looks really stupid and like just silly." It's it's like what the hell? I have since watched that movie, and I'll say like. I had a really good time. Like it's, it's I've seen it twice. Fun. Loved it so, both times. I kind of had to like check myself whilst watching this, being like, okay, this looks kind of stupid. Like I'm getting all the, ga- the Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. This looks pretty stupid. Hang on. I'm also kind of getting the same energy of that Dungeons and Dragons movie, or at least that trailer. And I'm like, maybe this could be something like that, where it's like, I'm not familiar with like the ins and outs of this property and all of that. But you know what? This is goofy team of characters i mean kate blanchett is in it so i mean something must have been right to get her on board and i'm like maybe maybe there's something here i don't know like i'm not sold but i feel like i need to give it the benefit of the doubt and be like oh, there could be something here so that's that's where i'm at with it that's where i'm very at weird as well but I've, I've got the mates who have played the games love the games and said the trailer looks shit but they're comparing it to this, the games that they love. So I don't know. Yeah. I think as a throwaway Guardians of the Galaxy knockoff with a good cast, could be fun. That looks all right. <laughs> we can only there's, that, we... there's that long gag with Jack Black's character, the robot, where he, he gets shot and he's passing all those bullets. Hilarious. <laughs> The, toilet like humor. The, the thing in the car thing that they're in it's like out of the like, like the pit like the field of piss or something oh right yeah 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 and kevin like, hart it, it just it just seems odd kevin hart being in this but okay cool i'm i mean i'll watch it i'm curious but do you know what uh, yeah it, it looks like kevin hart is doing the kevin hart thing it which does like. <laughs> not like that netflix film lift where it's like he was playing the character you'd expect to be played by, I don't know, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> so, yes, he, he does seem to be playing more of a Kevin Hart role in this one. Yeah. All right, changing things up, we've got... Um, we talked about the new Karate Kid film that's, that's coming That's coming on. Ralph Macho, Jackie Chan are reprising their various roles from their Karate Kid movies. Um, but we finally, we finally know who the new Karate Kid will be. Um, it's the lead... Oh, sorry. American-born Chinese actor Ben Wang. So he's a, he's a young man. Um, I haven't actually watched this show. It is a show, yeah. I think it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I believe. Yep. Um, I I saw the snippets of it, and yeah, I got I got a gist of idea. So I, I saw I saw the kid in the the trailer for it, the ads. Um, that's sort of the only thing I'm bringing to this is like, like, yep, cool. They've got the kid, which is good. Yeah. Do you have I mean, they well, yes. The the release window is quite narrow for this. Like that. Hey, we need to, you know, go into production. We're going to be shooting this movie, and it's going to get released fairly soon. Maybe I guess not too long after the final season of Cobra Kai. So they're like saying that okay, so open auditions. They're going to look all over the world, and they're going to cast the new Karate Kid. And it's like, oh, we found him. It's the kid from that Disney Plus show. It's like okay, how far did you really look? But anyway, <laughs> we just watched some TV. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Was it a stunt? But either or, they've, 
of casting. It always seemed it seemed like a stunt, didn't it? Where it's like they they got on stage, or like not on stage, but they got in front of the camera together. It did, yeah. It, yeah, it's coming in one year. Like, they if it was like, it was like, hey, we've we've cast this guy who nobody's heard of from a place in, in the world that nobody's ever been, and it's like. You know, we we search far and wide, but no, oh, we've cast that kid off of uh, that Disney yeah, Plus show that people he's like. Lead in this, this Disney Plus show. Anyway, they they searched far and wide, and Ben Wang is who they found. Yes. <laughs> well, that's it for the main news stories. Now, the rest of the film news. Moana Two is officially coming to cinemas on November twenty seventh this year. I've got to be honest, did not know this was a thing. I knew that Disney were developing a live-action Moana, but bloody hell, not only are they doing a sequel to Moana, which was a massive box office smash, and my my eldest loved Moana when it first came out. She had a Moana birthday party. So the movie was bloody huge. And Disney's like, oh, by the way, coming to cinemas this year, Moana too crazy well they were they were developing it was a it, this was actually going to be um a tv series like you know like a oh, right. sort of model um and they've sort of so there was already a lot of production and stuff happening so that's why they've been able to have this very short um uh, this very recent release date i suppose they've just changed it up and they're developing they're, they're developing more into a film and stuff and i mean at the end of the day we've seen the quality of some disney plus TV series where it's like this looks like a movie, so I don't think they've had to rejig any of the animation, and they might do a bit of a polish and stuff over it. But yeah, they've been able to just retool it. And look, not to dwell on it too much, but this is a part of you know uh, head of Disney Bob Iger coming back, you know, coming out of retirement and taking the reins over you know who was in charge before Bob Chapek. He pretty much run Disney into where they sort of are now and we all kind of hate them a little bit but he's fixing things and he's putting things in theaters where they should be and and where they deserve to so he's obviously seen something in this and he knows that it, there's something special to it so um that makes yeah, more that's... sense then because honestly I saw the announcement of Moana 2 it's like what and then there was like how? a little how? Team how they made this they'd cut a teaser together the, there was like storyboards and like official artwork. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, okay. So it, it was going to be another yeah. thing, and now it's a film. But still, though, Moana too. There we go. And just like with uh, with Disney and putting things into theaters and, and doing stuff, like we knew Toy Story five and Frozen three were coming, but we do have release, or at least the release window. It will be 2026. I don't know why I said it like that. 2026. <laughs> oh, crazy. 2026 is the year of uh, Toy Story 5 and Frozen 3. So, I mean, if you were to look at it, Disney and Pixar's the two biggest franchises, I think that's a safe thing to say. Yeah, we're getting their sequels in that year. And two safe films <laughs> like you know what I mean? we've got a new toy story we've got a new frozen is anybody gonna come and watch them oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Like, of course yeah. Yeah. kids like those <laughs> <laughs> of course but then putting things on the big screen the mandalorian and grogu 2026 so we've got the mandalorian on tv and we've got a second season of ahsoka coming there's that dave filoni star wars movie event on disney plus still coming but this, 
I believe will be directed by John Favreau, but the title, The Mandalorian and Grogu in cinemas. Crazy. My I brain not, can't help but, I but did not think as like a TV movie, but they're putting it on the yeah. big screen. But eh, well, yeah, I don't know. So there we go. Yeah. So they look like movies. They look like movies. Like they do. They do. Horror. They really so it's fine. look it's fantastic. Fine. But they were going to do it with The Walking Dead with Rick Grimes. It was gonna, he was going to get a trilogy of films, and that always felt yeah. a bit odd to me, but then they changed their mind, obviously, and they're not doing that anymore. They but, did the opposite of Moana, and they uh, turned it into a TV series. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But The Mandalorian and Grogu, that's the name of the movie. All right, now we also got a, uh, well, a trailer for Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 2, which uh, we now know will be available on digital on April 23rd uh, this year. Um, I won't go over it again. You you know how I feel about these movies, and um, I definitely voiced how I felt about part one of this. I will did, say, yeah. like, this trailer does show it to be a lot more... There's a lot more action going on. There's a lot more familiar faces and, you know, particular, you know, A-list heroes doing, doing things. It seems like there's a bit more of a presence of Supergirl again coming back, which was sort of teased... Towards well, we did part get one. her in. We got her in part one, but she was Harbringer, so she wasn't acting as Kara Zor-El. So she was different. Anyway, she's back in the Supergirl <laughs> costume in this, but she was though. She was working closely with the yeah, Monitor. This is a good-looking trailer. But if you if you look at what they're doing with these movies, it is it's a trilogy of films. Each one of them ninety minutes. But if you look at all three films as one film, we've had the first act, the second act, where things are going to start to ramp up, and then you're going to get the finale in part three. So I feel as though it was staggered and a lot of build-up with part one, so I agree there. But I did obviously have a much better time with that than you did. Mm. But, I'm yeah, this one looks great. Batman Beyond is in this trailer, Tony McGuinness. So that's really cool. And I have heard that before Kevin Conroy passed, he did record some dialogue for part three. So we oh, may get to hear him special. one more yeah. time if they go to the Batman, the animated series, Earth. But in this, we're getting young Damien Wayne Robin, but then we're getting adult Dick Grayson Robin and or Red Robin, if he's got that alias, because he is the Dick Grayson from Earth 2. Helena Wayne, the daughter of Bruce and Selena Kyle, all grown up. So I'm excited about that, actually seeing the different Earths, which is what we got in Crisis on different Earths all the way back in 1985. I think this looks good. Oh, I'll say it does look better, but that's because that first part was pretty horrid um i will watch out of obligation and that's still where i'm standing with it <laughs> but then you got psycho yeah. pirate dr fate's turning up i'm like oh yeah, no, i love no, these no, characters no. that was nothing for me none of that does it See, it does <laughs> for me we've got ted called blue beetles standing around i'm here for it i am here but for they're it. just standing around <laughs> Yeah, because they're waiting for the third act. They're waiting for Crisis Part 3. So the, the difference, oh. right, you know, you're talking about the release date and you're like, oh, so this is like, this is going to come out in April. And I'm like, okay, so it's two months away. I just need to wait two months <laughs> and then I can watch it. I would rather they just release Part 3 as well and I could just watch all three bits together in its complete, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. 
Oh. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Talking about Batman Beyond, this is completely by accident. The production designer and producer behind the Spider-Verse movies has revealed concept art for a Batman Beyond animated movie that they have been pitching to Warner Brothers for the past five months, and it looks amazing. You can see the artwork online, but basically they went to Warner Brothers and they're like, you can pitch it. We're not going to make it. Like We're not going to make a <laughs> Batman Beyond live action movie anyway the pitch went really well and it's now something that maybe could happen maybe not still but the start of the pitch is like okay we'll hear you out but we're, we're obviously not going to do it but who knows I, could, I mean i wouldn't i mean maybe not now with um you know like with sort of what's going on with with the future of dc and and how it's sort of like well, anything that they do, they're going to be doing by clear design, and they're really going to have to put even with like the animated stuff, they they're going to be well, they that they have label on it if they are going to be doing yeah, it. Yeah, they, they've got the Elseworlds labels. Like we already know, yeah, Joker, Holy I do. That is going to be the first of their movies under the Elseworlds banner. So anything think, like this would fall under that. I think like. A couple of years ago, I'd probably say, look, I can see them. Even then, I'd be like, I don't see them doing uh, a live action Batman Beyond, but an animated feature, like you know, just like that, you know, the trailer we just talked about. Them, like, I can see them doing that, just as a, hey, look, throwing this, uh, this is one for you. Cool, have fun with it. Why not? Um, well, kind so, of but now this, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's a little bit more up in the air. But this is animated. Did I say live action? This is animated. This is an animated movie. That they pitched. Yeah, but the point being, I still, even like with the landscape as it is now, I, I, I'm even hesitant to think they would do it now. I mean, they still could. There's nothing really stopping them. I just think there's less of a chance. But think but, about but, it though, right? I mean, I, I mean, again, like I just found it interesting and worth noting. One, just that the artwork is available to see online, and it is like phenomenal. Yes. It is, it is fantastic. But the fact that these guys walked into a room. Not going to happen. Okay, actually, do you know what I mean? It's like, and and, and you know, we're talking about. Wait, can we just do that? Can we just pitch stuff? To, like, <laughs> we're talking studios? about the production designer and producer behind the Spider Verse movies, which we know beyond the Spider Verse is coming, which will potentially be the third and final film. And the guys at Sony are saying. Once the Spider-Verse films have wrapped, potentially they could even look at doing a live-action Miles. So if the focus then is going to shift for them and these guys have finished what they were doing on Spider-Verse and they're saying, hey, Warner Brothers, what we just did for Sony, can we do that for Batman Beyond? You've got to think there'd be at least one person in that room interested. Like, hey, maybe that could be good for us. The thing is, they... They probably need more than one person interested. Two people then, I don't know. But anyway, oh, it's, it's just a bit of speculation. It, it is a fun story, if um, if nothing else. <laughs> All right, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV. The X-Men 97 trailer sees Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, and the rest of the Marvel's mutants back in action as if they never left. It literally, like, I mean, look, the animation looks it's a little bit more polished, cleaner, all that sort of stuff. 
high definition. But really, like, a lot of this feels like the next episode, which I think is delightful. I think. Oh, mate, great. do you know what? I was waiting <laughs> for you to finish, right? Because your delivery was so flat. I'm like, is he really upset about this? Is he completely no, no, uninterested? It's, <laughs> it's like a complacency. It's like there's just something wonderful about it. Oh, the, okay. the 90s, it's a the 90s animated Marvel shows, like Spider-Man. X-Men, hell, even Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer, like, but just, they just nailed something really fun, and I think it brings back a lot of good stuff, and look, I'm not going to sit here and say I watched all of the the X-Men cartoon, because I missed so many, and I never went back and watched, like, um, they're all on Disney to pass, like, they're there, but I just haven't had a chance to do it. Even Silver Surfer is there. Yeah, that's, it's crazy. Um, Even, like, the last season of it, I, I don't think I watched any of it, but I remember a lot of that show and a lot of good, fun times and crazy characters and, and things. Watching this trailer, it's like, it is bizarre how it's like, even like the line delivery, the voices, it's like, shit, like this feels like the same show. But it's you know bonkers. what? It's the same cast, which I love. I mean, it that is helps, the same. That... Absolutely. What you're saying, you know, the sound, it is yeah. the same cast. I think. The guy that voiced, if I get this right, I think he voiced Gambit in the original, but now he's voicing Nathan Summers. Or I think, but for the most part, the actors are reprising their roles. But the way, the way to put the trailer together, and it did start with the end of how they actually ended the animated series. And you know, when you're saying that you've not seen all of them, there's quite a few lists online now. Where right, websites have put together the must-watch must like ten episodes, like if either you haven't seen it or you've not seen it in a while, as a good refresher to get you ready for the storylines we're going to get in this new series. It looks fantastic. There has been some criticism about the animation, specifically Rogue. How different they've they've made Rogue, but you know what? Uh, it, it's fine. It, work, it works for me. I think, you know, people are complaining that like they were teenagers in the 90s and now they're adults and they're complaining that Rogue is as sexy as she was in the 90s. It's like, come on, guys. And, I mean, to be fair, the, the, particularly Rogue, like in this trailer, it's very rapid, lots of quick shots and stuff. So, I mean, there could be scenes still like where where you do get, a little bit longer, you know. And no, it's the it's more... they've changed the design. Like they've they've she's like not. There is no button. Yes, there is just no button. Yep, <laughs> so that's all they've well, done. Look, but you know what? I'm like as I'm watching done, this trailer. Uh, good otherwise. <laughs> but what people are complaining about? I'm like, but I don't need that in my X Men cartoons. Like, do you know what I mean? Times that's of, it. Yes. Oh, you know what? You, you know, I think there's a shot near the end of of the trailer, and I did notice because I'm a little. No, I'm a, I'm still a weird little pervert, but it's like you know, and it wasn't. I think it was Storm, but like breasts are still very much, um, you know, a, a prominent thing in this show from the looks of it. So whatever, I'm sure there's enough in there. <laughs> it, look, it looks great, life. honestly. Yeah, yeah, it it is what it is. But a lot of people seem to be spending a lot yeah, of time they're, online they're up over, like, complaining about times that. But this show yeah, is giving us, is yeah, but it's giving us Cal Dodd back as Wolverine, like Kevin Conroy in Batman animated series. It's hard not to read a Batman comic and hear Kevin Conroy, 
for me reading x-men comics it's cal dog that's the voice you hear that's the voice hugh jackman we love him of course we do but cal dog like growing (laughs) up he was he was he was wolverine so that's the voice that I hear in my head. And then, you know, you've got Wolverine is running, that bit in the trailer and Gambit's behind Damn him. It. And he, you know, he, he uses his powers. He's like a bear. Like, he is, but he uses his powers on his claws and the, the lighting up and it's, oh, this is, this is pretty fun. And then you've got that line delivered by Xavier in the opening, which was taken from the end of the original series. To me, my X-Men, but it's Cyclops. And then all the heroes are running behind him. And it's like, that's Cyclops to me. James Marsden never got to be that in the X-Men yeah, movies. They, the one thing, as great as James Marsden is, like they they really dropped it with with that. Like he he should be like he should be like the Captain America of like the Avengers. Like, Absolutely. Of, like, but like, you know what? Like, we haven't we haven't seen Deadpool and Wolverine. I'm holding <laughs> out hope <laughs> that we get All it. Will be Oh, we fixed. Put James Marsden, put James Marsden in the blue spandex. What we see in this cartoon, I'm not asking for a lot, just this. I want <laughs> yellow belts across his chest. <laughs> oh man, honestly, yeah, I'm yeah, ready for this cartoon. Right. And it, it, do you know what? They March. Should, they it's like a month away. Yeah, it's, it's it's not far. It's not far. I'm excited. I'm really excited. That's why, again, when you when you first start talking about it, you almost sounded sad. (laughs) Oh, we have to talk about this, do we? It really was just coming from a place of like, I'm at peace with this. I've watched this trailer, and yeah, I just it took me to a nice, just a calm, happy place. Yeah, no, mate. Yeah, but for me, it just just, uh, made me made me a little bit hyper. Have you seen the the poster they put out for it? And then it's just a line of VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah. So clever. Yes. New episodes, new era is the tagline. I'll tell you, man, like, there's a lot of really terrible, bad things going on in the world, especially, like, right now. Um, but then something oh, like Keep it light, man. Something like this trailer comes along and you're just like, you know what, this is a good This is a good thing in the world, right? This is a good thing. And do you know what? What I've, what I've noticed is what I like. It's the Marvel Studios logo. It's the first time I've seen them do this, but it's oh, yeah, Marvel yeah, Animation. Yeah, I like it. Uh, That's good. Well, it's a it it legitimately is a new division. Um, so it is one of their productions. So it's like, yeah, absolutely. And it's confirmed as awesome. well. This is sharing the continuity of the original animated series. It follows on from that final season. It's nothing to do with the MCU, the What If series. It's its own thing, which I'm here for. Nicholas Cage is in talks to return for the live-action Spider-Man Noir series. That's it. That's the story. I I hope this becomes a reality. A live-action Spider-Man TV series, Nicolas Cage. And come on, if this was to happen, and he was fantastic in the, in the Spider-Verse movie, he's probably just doing the voiceover, but he's okay. I'd love for this. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's not running around to see doing all the flips and whatnot. (laughs) Exactly. He doesn't need to be in it. And that makes me think it's more likely that it could actually be a thing. Yeah. I remember us talking about this. It must have been a while ago, I think, when whispers of this potentially being an idea was floated. And it's like, this could be, in terms of like budget and stuff, this could be a Spider-Man 
kind of property that could actually be a, a TV series or work in that way because of the character being not as, you know, flippy dippy all over the place. Like it's a bit more in the shadows, you know, a few little jumps here and there and some other crazy moves, but nothing too wild, like a lot more grounded, but not on the ground. Um, yeah. The, the, the only question that sort of comes into it, you know, the whole, yeah, we've got, Sony has the the Spider-Man rights and, you know, Marvel and oh, Disney and, Mar- and um, Sony are working together with the live-action Spider-Man, actual Spider-Man movies. Do they want another live-action one running around? Maybe not. Maybe that's why the Sony Spider-Man movies are kind of being a bit weird. But is this a little bit different because it's not the red and blue spandex Peter Parker Spider-Man, it's Spider-Noir. It's something very different. Could very this be different. something that they agree... Yeah, we can let this happen and it not be interfering or whatever sort of stance they may have on it. There's potential that this could happen, and for it to reach and a different audience cool. that they that they're usually aiming for, like this would be a more specific audience. So obviously, with it, the big expensive Spider-Man movies, you know, live action animation doesn't matter. Like they need to go as broad as possible. Whereas if this was a Sony production you know, not necessarily going on Disney Plus, but it could end up somewhere like Prime Video, somewhere like that. I don't know. It could just be this offshoot that just finds an audience and it can have a bit more of an edge. And you've got like... Would you... Yeah. Would would you want like a pulpy, dark, gritty, like, you know, yeah, different oh, crime of the week yeah, yeah. kind of thing? Or do they play it much like he plays it in, in Into the Spider-Verse where it's like... Where it is it's silly, it's satirical. Yeah, it's almost satirical, and um, there's there's the humor and jokes in how just ridiculous the character is. Yeah, like this is like his, his jacket's moving, but there's no wind. <laughs> like, mm. like they'll yeah, that's they'll a good be point. Crimes and stuff to solve, but you know, it's almost parody in what he's doing. But if you look at something like the John Wick prequel series, where it was just uh, you know the Continental, it was just three 90-minute episodes. That's it. And and it's done. And that was on Prime as well. Like, it could just be this like, offshoot they do, just something... Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it could work. And if if Cage is on board, there's an audience there. You've got your Spider-Man fans, and then you've got your Cage fans. Or like a noir story. I don't know. I, th- I think this is something I could definitely that's, find an audience. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I, I I love the sound of it. And just, and Nicolas Cage has never done TV. Never done it. to be a first for yeah. him. All right. Um, this is pretty big. <laughs> the, the first trailer. The first trailer for Knuckles, the new Sonic the Hedgehog spin-off series. Uh, we got that, and it's premiering on Paramount Plus on the 26th of April. Now, this, of course, the, you know, these live-action... Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog films. We've had two. There's a third one coming. Can't wait for Shadow. Bring it on. Most anticipated movie of the year for me. Um, but we are getting this TV series just dropping on Paramount Plus starring Knuckles. And it was sort of like, what is this going to be? I mean, watching this trailer, it looks like the movies. Like- yeah, man. That, I was going to say, that's <laughs> that's the biggest compliment you can give. It looks like... It just looks like the movies. It looks like a deleted subplot from Sonic 2. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> but in a good way. Like it's you know, it's not like, hey, we're gonna do this like TV version, have it be a spin-off. No, it looks like Or it's gonna be it's gonna be animated or like a different sort of medium. It, it's it's not well, like, they are pulling yeah, they seem to be a, like pulling the same sort of plot from that first film though, where it's like, oh look, there's there's gonna be a buddy kind of element, you know, like the well this one, the echidna. Yeah, the echidna. Well, like, have I got the right animal? Yeah, the echidna and the human. Um, you know, they're the buddies, and then there's this bad guy who wants a bit of the hedgehog—not the hedgehog, the echidna. Too many bloody animals. <laughs> but do you know what? Do you know like, power we... something? It's like, okay, yes. we've seen this plot. I don't we care. Have. Doesn't matter. No, no, no. Give looks me funny. It. Looks pretty decent. It, oh, what an Idris Elba is still voicing Knuckles. Absolutely, He's actually, Idris and they're Elba doing it, and like... and they're doing it as a TV event. Like, what is it? Six parts. Like they're doing it. Like, hey, this is going to be like a TV event, like a limited event. And it's a good use of the streaming service. Like on the big screen, it's like, hey, look at our Paramount Pictures Sonic movie. And like what they've done with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, you had that movie, but they're going to do the TV series set within that world, exclusive on Paramount+. Plus. It's a good business model, but the difference there, though, you've got that cool and unique animation style for the movie, even though the actors are reprising their roles as the turtles, it's standard 2D animation. So yeah. there is that distinction between the film and the TV. Not here, though. It looks like the movie. So, I'm, yeah, Knuckles on TV looks really good. It's, uh, look, I'm, I'm pumped for it. It's, um, uh, I'm more pumped than I thought I was gonna be for it like i was always gonna watch and check it out but it's like no this really looks like something pretty cool and look, it seems like you know sonic and and knuckle are getting all these names and these animals mixed up sonic and tails are gonna be in it look i don't imagine they'd be in it for too much you know probably sonic and you know james marsden are gonna go on like a father-son fishing trip or something and be out of the picture for for the majority of it but you know what that's that's all good it's about knuckles it seems like that's what they're going for um it seems to be ticking boxes um i'm there for it so yeah bring it on have this i imagine some sort of light bridge leading us into that third film yeah man so good yeah i i, I get it i get your excitement because it's like yeah. hey all right we can move on i'm sorry Sonic three your most anticipated, <laughs> anticipated movie of the year it's good, man. before then here's a spin-off <laughs> just to whet the appetite yes Wet it. Get me. No, move on. Move okay. on. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery Season 5 has set a premiere date. The final season will premiere April 4th with two episodes of Paramount+. Plus. New episodes will then drop weekly on Thursdays. The final season will consist of 10 episodes. So there we go. After five seasons, Star Trek Discovery, the show that relaunched Star Trek on TV, the first Star Trek series we've had since enterprise finished and then we've got the chris pine movies but this was it this was the show that brought star trek back and since then we've had picard strange new worlds lower decks prodigy there's more star trek on the way but it all started with discovery loved that first season really enjoyed that second season for a couple of seasons, it's lost its way a little bit for me, to be honest, but I'm excited for it being back and seeing how they wrap up with the final season. And look, um, five, uh, yeah, five seasons, right? 
yeah, yeah five. five seasons is a is a pretty good effort for for Star Trek. You know, obviously these other series have have gone longer, but hey, look, it's it's longer than the original series. So that's, <laughs> it lasted more than that. Too soon, mate. Not, Too soon. Not as many. <laughs> not as many. Um, episodes right because the seasons aren't hella long but yeah i don't know maybe comparing yeah so, yeah, so that's it doesn't matter anyway i'm basically yeah. just filling in because i've got not too much to say but with that <laughs> um after this one's done is it just strange new worlds is the only live action one remaining uh picard. yes we right, we are getting yes a picard finished after three seasons they're working on the starfleet academy show and oh, yeah. We are getting the Section 33 or Section 31 movie starring Michelle Yao. So yeah. that's coming as well. So there's still more live-action Star Trek on the way, but Strange New Worlds is their main show, which is fantastic. I absolutely love mm. Strange New Worlds. It's very Star Trek-y. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> very Star Trek. All right. Um, Noel Fielding. Um, Set to start, well, not set to, he is. He stars in the completely made up adventures of Dick Turpin. This is a very, looks to be a very British, very English show. And absolutely. Trailer that we oh, man. About and... <laughs> so good. Like, so, so good. Watch the trailer for the first time with a wife, and it feels like it was tailor made for the two of us. We're like, yep, cannot wait. Cannot wait for this show. Noel Fielding, like going back to the Mighty Bush, and then most recently with a family who've been sitting down and watching the UK Celebrity Bake Off, and he's been <laughs> one of the presenters on that. Yeah, for and a few years now, hasn't he? He's been doing yeah, that. but it's again going back to the Mighty Bush. I've always found it a weird thing to be involved with like for him to be a part of Bake Off but then in later seasons it was announced that he was leaving and then this trailer dropped and it's like ah okay and he's doing other things I, cool. I'm excited for him I'm excited for me because I get to watch this show and it just looks ridiculous with him in the lead as no fielding but then yes very very English the guest stars, like Greg Davis is in here. Like, honestly, laughed so much at this trailer. Cannot wait. And, you know, the trailer ended. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to get Apple again. <laughs> I keep coming in and out of Apple, depending yeah. on what new shows have got coming out. Last time it's it was... almost like they do it on purpose. To I think so. Subscribe. I think so. Man, this isn't it. The last time was the... Was it the Enfield Poltergeist or the Enfield Haunting? I think it's Poltergeist, right. but anyway, uh, that was the last time I dipped my toe in with Apple. But for this show, I'm going to do it again. This looks hilarious. What do you think? Yeah, it looks pretty funny. Looks pretty funny, and and I think much like you, like Noel Felding, the uh, the countless guest stars, or or just just actors that are appearing in this. I'm just like, yep, it's it's another one of those who's who's of you know English television <laughs> like, it really is it's who's working in england in, in in the uk at the moment and it's like they're in this probably it's um, like he's gone through his phone book do you want to yeah, come up being this thing i'm making <laughs> yeah when right? you when you sent me through the notes today um like for this show like and you, you know you sent me the link for the for the trailer to, to check out uh, my wife was busy doing a uni assignment and stuff so i haven't had a chance to show her but you know like much like you mentioned you know 
Bake Off. She's a fan of, of Noel Felding. So I'm looking forward to showing her and being like, hey, look, we're, I think we're obviously checking this show out. <laughs> so I don't think I can get away with it. Yeah. yeah I also purposely sent you that trailer because I had a feeling he wouldn't have seen this trailer. <laughs> so I'm going to share yeah, it with you to make sure. I don't read the notes. I don't really read the notes properly, so I don't actually know if there is a trailer I need to watch or not. But anyway, so good. Yeah, you've done well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's it, for, that's it for TV news. Now on to the recommend section. I go first, do I? Is that what happens? Yeah. All right. Now, I want to say, Luke, my co-host here, this recommend is not for you at all. So just uh, block your ears, do something. I don't know. If you want to tidy, tidy the room urinal or something. Um I'm recommending a live action anime adaption or uh, manga adaption, I should say. Um, you're just like saying Yu words. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, what? It's not even English. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho, um, you can find us on Netflix. It's, uh, it's five episodes. They're about 45 minutes each. It's not a long show. Um, this, if you're if you're an anime fan or you know, let's say Japanese stuff fan, and more orientated towards like the the ones that are you know with the fighting and the martial arts and the energy beams and just wacky characters and monsters doing things, this is the type of show. Anime, even with the anime show, like it's the type of you know, if you like like Dragon Ball and stuff, you would probably like Yu Yu Hakusho if you never checked it out it was it was an anime in the 90s and, and all that you know that old thing um this adaption into live action is is pretty fun like they nail a lot of the if if anything you're watching it for the action um the fight scenes are crazy like it's insane it's very japanese it's very like like the wife walked past was just like you know, and she likes anime and, and bits and pieces but she she was just like Oh, you're watching that weird Japanese show again. And I'm like, like if this was a cartoon, you would think this is cool, but because it's live action, you think it's weird. Anyway, it's pretty cool. Um, story wise and stuff, it's basically about this kid that he's well, he's killed saving the life of this little boy who's about to get hit by a car, or whatever. Um, he's then able to be resurrected, but he's given the job of what they call a spirit detective. So essentially he can like sort of fight demons and stuff and access this spirit energy stuff it's all it you know you know that standard stuff um it's pretty fun the fact that it's only five episodes it does condense a lot of the show like which probably was like its first season about 40 50 episodes or something into five episodes so that was pretty um pretty crazy and unexpected that they did that but it seemed to work well enough i enjoyed it watched it over like the course of a week very easy to get through and again just pretty bonkers so again you'd have to pretty much be like hey i want to see some crazy japanese fighting action stuff for it but you hakusho i will send you the spelling so you can know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> i was i was going to ask because i'm just sitting here thinking like, please, i don't even please. i don't even know what he's recommending i don't even know what it's called like you keep saying I'm it but then... i'm gonna send you a poster to put on instagram or whatever almost <laughs> almost as quick as you say it i forgot what you've said <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask anyway, off like, there. Can you share that with me? <laughs> this is not a recommend for you because I know it's not your speed, but I'm sure we have some listeners that'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. So this is for you, people. This is for you. You can't be the only one. There's going to be somebody else out there. Might not be me. Might not be your wife, but there's somebody I, else. <laughs> as far as like live action animes have gone, um, 
in recent times. Like, I know a lot of people really like that One Piece thing they did. I couldn't get past the first episode. It was so... I, I I'm, just not even, like, I'm not even seeing it. An Avatar. <laughs> Avatar The Last that Airbender. Weird. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's getting positive comments anyway my yeah. my recommend is a podcast i'm always on the on the lookout for a new podcast it is mm. justice league revisited hosted by susan eisenberg and james anstall susan eisenberg aka wonder woman and honestly just hearing like essentially her wonder woman voice is her talking voice so when you're listening to this podcast and it's general chit-chat about the show, it sounds like it's Wonder Woman. Anyway, it stops in my tracks a few times when I'm listening to it. But it's Susan Eisenberg, James Anstall uh, from geek to me Radio, and she's often like a guest star on that. They team up to revisit the original Justice League and Justice League Unlimited Cartoons and bring you behind-the-scenes takes on these animated series, each episode of the podcast features a special guest from the show, from directors, actors, composers, writers, producers, and more. This is a packed show. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a watch-along. I'll listen oh, to their episode. And at the moment, the first season of Justice League, all 26 episodes are on Netflix. So I do have the DVDs, but I'm just watching them on Netflix for the moment. But it's really interesting. But normally, I'd watch the episode if I'm doing a watch along and then listen to the podcast. But I'm doing the podcast first. That's how I'm choosing to do it. Because... I was going to ask, I was going to ask, what is the process there? Yeah. Do you watch it and then listen to the podcast? Or in the past, like with Smallville and the Talkville podcast, I would do the show first and then listen to them. But I, I checked out the podcast. I thought, oh, can I listen to it without watching the show? But they were talking about things that I didn't even know. And it's, oh, okay. And so then it's like they're saying things or revealing things that you didn't know. And then you're watching it, but you've got a different perspective. But one of the things take away from the very first episode they did, so the three-part pilot, so they were getting ready to go into production. And they didn't know. If DC would let them use Wonder Woman, they were so close to using Big Barda instead. But at the last minute, they got clearance for Wonder Woman. Oh, it's very, very interesting. But then you have the directors, the writers. Um, it's it's a really fun that's, show. That's like Bob, because it's like, hey, we're making a we're making a Justice League thing. Oh, can we get clearance on Wonder Woman? Are we allowed to? Like that's that's just crazy that they even have to entertain that. That's, that's... But they they had everything else. But then it's that little tidbits as well. Like there's like an episode early on where they're trying to get some information out of a bad guy and he's not going to give it up. Batman walks over. He whispers something in his ear. You never hear what was said. And then somebody says, oh, what do you think he's saying? And then Superman goes, oh, you don't want to know. Along those lines. But you never knew. Yeah. Listening to the podcast, someone says, oh, well, what Kevin said in his mind and you're oh so you actually get in the oh it's just interesting man it's sort of like for kevin conroy this is what batman was really saying oh it's it's great honestly it really is great so it's very nerdy uh, but if you like that sort of thing justice league revisited well that's it for another episode of that film stew if you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. 
If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Madam Web and stay tuned for our upcoming review of June Part 2. Thanks for joining us for another round of movie and TV news. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. We're the guys from that film stew. See you soon.